it is now four o'clock and uh thanks for tuning in uh again cfrc 101.9 fm we are located here in lower carruthers hall queen's university kingston ontario my name is bruce this is finding a voice spoken word program airing here every friday afternoon from four to six o'clock we do stream live online as well at www.cfrc.ca and coming up on the show today in the first hour uh, kind of a different show today, so uh, uh, none of it uh, local. So it's uh, going to be in a, in the first hour an eclectic mix of recordings. Uh, U.S. poet or late U.S. poet William Stafford, and again late uh, Welsh poet Dylan Thomas, and Ontario dub poet Chet Singh. So uh, decent mix of different genres. Going to continue with that. In the second hour, you're going to hear poetry by Canadian poet uh, Norman Cristofoli. Uh, Spoken word, and uh, it's kind of like trip-hop poetry, uh, spoken word trip-hop poetry, I'm calling it, uh, by uh, an Austrian-based group called Sofa Surfers. Uh, This was uh, fairly old, maybe early 2000s. Uh, I'll take a look and know more then, but I'm not sure if they're still an active band. Uh, they may or may not be. And a collaborative performance with U.S., we should again go late, U.S. storyteller Utah Phillips and uh, musician Ani DeFranco. Uh, this first, though, the usual hourly announcement. Occasionally some poetry, spoken word, or music played on this show may contain strong language, but it's all played in its entirety with content unedited to honor the creative integrity of both the author and the piece. So let's start out with one of my favorite U.S. poets, uh, William Stafford, Stafford, I should say, uh, who was also a, a pacifist, uh, credited with having written over 20,000 poems in his lifetime, uh, with even a late start at that, honestly, was appointed consultant to poetry of the Library of Congress, which is actually a position now known as the Poet Laureate. This happened in 1970, among other distinctions. uh, And so, you know what? Here is a taste of some of his work uh, from the uh, 1984 uh, selected readings, uh, uh, selected recordings of his work, and that is called troubleshooting. So you're going to get a nice uh, maybe 10 or 12-minute uh, sample of some of uh, his actually later life, I believe, poems uh, would be in this. So unless some of these were written earlier. I don't have a, a huge uh, bibliography for this, so let's, uh, let's just go ahead and here is William Stafford. How it began. They struggled their legs and blindly loved those puppies inside my jacket as I walked through town. They crawled for warmth and licked each other their poor mother dead, and one kind boy to save them. I spread my arms over their world and hurried along. At Ellen's place, I knocked and waited, the tumult invading my sleeves, all my jacket alive. When she came to the door, we tumbled, black, white, gray, hungry, all over the living room floor together, rolling, whining, happy, and blind. 
our cave. Because it was good, we were afraid. It went down dark, dark. After a bend, it was night. We didn't tell anybody. All summer, it was ours. I remember best when horses went by, shaking the ground. It was war, we said, and they wouldn't find us. Once we heard someone stumbling and crying. We blew out the candle and waited a long time till quiet. It came, and the dark was closer than ever. Now, when we close our eyes, we are there again, anywhere. We hid it well. We buried in it the best things we had and covered it over with branches and leaves. Learning to like the new school. They brought me where it was bright and said, Be bright. I couldn't even see. They tried again. Look up. I tried, but it was all sad to me. They turned and went away. And then it all came on to be a world like this. You learn only the one clear lesson, how it is. The rain falls, the wind blows, and you are just there, alone, as yourself. The world is no test. So you got here, fine, any new place says. And you say, yes, I'm here. School days in three parts. Part one. After the test, they sent an expert questioner to our school. Who is this kid, Bohr? When Bohr came in, he asked the expert, Who are you? And for a long time, they looked at each other, and Bohr said, Thanks, I thought so. Then they talked about why the test was given. Afterwards, they shook hands, and Bohr walked slowly away. He turned and called out, You passed. Part two of school days. Enough sleet had pasted over the window by three o'clock so we couldn't tell if it was dark, and our pony would be out there in the little shed waiting to take us home. Teacher banked the stove with an extra log. That was the storm of 1934. For two days we waited, singing and praying, and I guess it worked even though the snow drifted over the roof, but the pony was dead when they dug us out. Part three of school days. At a tiny desk inside my desk, a doll bends over a book. In the book is a feather found at the beach from a dead gull. While Miss Leonard reads The Highwayman, I bend over my book and cry and fly all alone through the night toward being this person I am. Dark Wind. Jean, who no longer is, was with somebody else. All the air in the world poured over the lake that night, warm, and a moon on each wave as it came. And finally, one with a splash that gasped on the sand, Save me! I looked again. It was Jean. I saved her that once, 
who swam back to the dock that night with somebody else. I wonder if she got my letters. I remember I learned she died, all the air in the world pouring past. Murder Bridge. You look over the edge, down, down. There's where the poor crazy mother threw them, all three her children she loved. They hurtled and struck there far once, then whirled from rock to rock on into the rapid, were found miles on, pieces their mother had to see forever the rest of her life. It's quiet here, the rocks dream in the sun. Our parents remembered the story. Our hands gripped white on the railing. We felt the earth tilt. We never thought the world was easy as we drove on. Luck, it takes luck, and the sun shining, and that mother recovered and crying in our world, saying, Little ones, little ones. Our kind. Our mother knew our worth, not much. To her, success was not being noticed at all. If we can stay out of jail, she said, God will be proud of us. Not worth a row of pins, she said, when we looked at the album. Grandpa, ridiculous. Her hearing was bad, and that was good. None of us ever says much. She sent us forth equipped for our kind of world a world of our betters. In a nation so strong, its greatest claim is no boast. Its leaders telling us all, be proud. But over their shoulders, God and our mother signaling, ridiculous. Salvaged Parts Fire took the house. Black bricks tell how it went. Wild roses try to say it never happened. A rock my foot pushed falls for years down the cellar stairs. No thanks, no home again for me. Mine burned before it burned. A rose pretends, but I always knew. A rose pretends, a rock tells how it is. Remembering Brother Bob. Tell me, you years I had for my life. Tell me a day. That day it snowed and I played hockey in the cold. Bob was seven then, and I was twelve and strong. The sun went down. I turned, and Bob was crying on the shore. Do I remember kindness? Did I shield my brother, comfort him? Tell me, you years I had for my life. Yes, I carried him. I took him home. But I complained. I see the darkness. It comes near. And Bob, who is gone now, and the other kids. I am the zero in the scene. You said you would be brave, I chided him. I'll not take you again. Years, I look at the white across this page and think, I never did.
troubleshooting. On still days when country telephone lines go south, go home, go quietly away into the woods, a certain little brown bird appears hopping and flying by starts, following the line, trying out each pole. My father and I, troubleshooting for the telephone company back then, used to see that same bird along old roads, and it led us to farms we always thought about owning someday. When I see that bird now, I see my father tilt his hat and flip the pliers confidently into the toolbox. The noise of my life and all the buffeting from those who judge and pass by dwindle off and sink into the silence, and the little brown bird steadfastly wanders on, pulling what counts wherever it goes. How to get back. By believing you can get there, that edge the light years leave behind where no one living today survives. You can get there where the lake turns to stone and your boat rocks once, then hangs tilted a long time. In that instant, you don't want to leave where talk finds truth slides near and away where music holds its moment forever and then forever again. You are only a wandering dot that fails, that has already failed, but you can get there and you can come back. The boat moves, talk turns ordinary, music is hunting its moment again. Around you, People don't know how you and themselves and the whole world hover in belief. They've never been gone. A glass face in the rain. Sometime you'll walk all night. You'll come where the sky bends down. You'll turn aside at a fold in the earth and be gone from the day. When the sky turns light again, the land will stare blank for miles at itself. You won't be there to see anymore. Back where you lived, for those who remember well, there will come a glass face, invisible but still and real, all night outside in the rain. A child's face in a small town. Sometimes it happens a storm or fear hits, or sometimes only days parachuting from a clear sky into your life. Whatever, you turn your face calmly toward what comes. It will pass. It will pass like the circus on Main Street while you watch through bars a lion a wild man, a pink lady, music that followed in strange waves, and your father holding your hand. Sometimes it happens, the lion or wild man or the pink lady breaks loose, and the music descends over your life and you drown. That's what your father says calmly beside you. You turn your face toward it, and you know Sometimes it happens. 
And you just heard uh, William Stafford, uh, a series of his poems uh, from, from uh, let's see what year it was, 1984, recording called Troubleshooting. And uh, William, the U.S. poet William Stafford, again, I don't know if I mentioned his uh, date of birth and stuff, but was born in 1914 and died in 1993. Up next, and goes probably without introduction, but I've decided to play a piece by Dylan Thomas, uh, described in the wiki entry for it as prose, but, you know, I feel it's more like a prose poem because it's filled with such beautiful imagery. And although the holiday the title refers to is a few weeks past now already, Uh, I think the metaphors in the poem uh, contained within it are timeless. Uh, The poem itself seems to be uh, more seasonal anyway than holiday fixed. And uh, even the piece itself uh, for him was a reflection backward on the holiday through his eyes. So I I guess I still feel comfortable playing it uh, this late after. In addition, uh, you'll notice that the last poem of William Stafford's I played uh, was uh, called A Child's Face in a Small Town. I thought, you know what, that's a perfect place to stop because now you're going to hear Dylan Thomas with A Child's Christmas in Wales. One Christmas was so much like the other in those years around the Seatown Corner now. Out of all sound except the distant speaking of the voices I sometimes hear a moment before sleep, that I can never remember whether it snowed for six days and six nights when I was twelve, or whether it snowed for twelve days and twelve nights when I was six. All the Christmases rolled down towards the two-tongued sea like a cold and headlong moon bundling down the sky that was our street. And they stop at the rim of the ice-edged, fish-freezing waves, and I plunge my hands in the snow and bring out whatever I can find. In goes my hand into that wool-white, bell-tongued ball of holidays resting at the rim of the carol-singing sea, and out come Mrs. Prothero and the firemen. It was on the afternoon of the day of Christmas Eve, and I was in Mrs. Prothero's garden, waiting for cats with her son, Jim. It was snowing. It was always snowing at Christmas. December, in my memory, as white as Lapland, although there were no reindeers. But there were cats. Patient, cold, and callous, our hands wrapped in socks, we waited to snowball the cats. Sleek and long as jaguars and horrible whiskered, spitting and snarling, they would slide and sidle over the white back garden walls, and the lynx-eyed hunters, Jim and I, fur-capped and moccasined trappers from Hudson Bay off Mumbles Road, would hurl our deadly snowballs at the green of their eyes. The wise cats never appeared. We were so still, Eskimo-footed Arctic marksmen in the muffling silence of the eternal snows, eternal ever since Wednesday, that we never heard Mrs. Prothero's first cry from her igloo at the bottom of the garden. Or if we heard it at all, it was to us like the far-off challenge of our enemy and prey 
the neighbor's polar cat. But soon the voice grew louder. Fire, cried Mrs. Prothero, and she beat the dinner gong. And we ran down the garden with the snowballs in our arms towards the house, and smoke indeed was pouring out of the dining room, and the gong was bombolating, and Mrs. Prothero was announcing ruin like a town crier in Pompeii. This was better than all the cats in Wales standing on the wall in a row. We bounded into the house laden with snowballs and stopped at the open door of the smoke-filled room. Something was burning, all right. Perhaps it was Mr. Prothero, who always slept there after midday dinner with a newspaper over his face. But he was standing in the middle of the room saying, A fine Christmas, and smacking at the smoke with a slipper. Call the fire brigade, cried Mrs. Prothero as she beat the gong. They won't be here, said Mr. Prothero. It's Christmas. There was no fire to be seen, only clouds of smoke, and Mr. Prothero standing in the middle of them waving his slipper as though he were conducting. Do something, he said, and we threw all our snowballs into the smoke. I think we missed, Mr. Prothero, and ran out of the house to the telephone box. Let's call the police as well, Jim said, and the ambulance, and Ernie Jenkins, he likes fires. But we only called the fire brigade, and soon the fire engine came, and three tall men in helmets brought a hose into the house, and Mr. Prothero got out just in time before they turned it on. Nobody could have had a noisier Christmas Eve. And when the fireman turned off the hose and was standing in the wet, smoky room, Jim's aunt, Miss Prothero, came downstairs and peered in at them. Jim and I waited very quietly to hear what she would say to them. She said the right thing, always. She looked at the three tall firemen in their shining helmets standing among the smoke and cinders and dissolving snowballs, and she said, Would you like anything to read? Years and years ago when I was a boy, when there were wolves in Wales and birds the color of red flannel petticoats whisked past the harp-shaped hills, when we sang and wallowed all night and day in caves that smelt like Sunday afternoons in damp front farmhouse parlors, and we chased with the jawbones of deacons the English and the bears. Before the motor car, before the wheel, before the duchess-faced horse, when we rode the daft and happy hills bareback, it snowed and it snowed. But here a small boy says, It snowed last year, too. I made a snowman and my brother knocked it down, and I knocked my brother down and then we had tea. But that was not the same snow, I say. Our snow was not only shaken from whitewashed buckets down the sky. It came shawling out of the ground and swam and drifted out of the arms and hands and bodies of the trees. Snow grew overnight on the roofs of the houses like a pure and grandfather moss. Minutely ivied the walls and settled on the postman opening the gate like a dumb, numb thunderstorm of white-torn Christmas cards. Were there postmen then, too? With sprinkling eyes and wind-cherried noses on spread frozen feet, they crunched up to the doors and mittened on them manfully. But all that the children could hear was a ringing of bells. You mean that the postman went rat-a-tat-tat -tat and the doors rang? 
I mean that the bells that the children could hear were inside them. I only hear thunder sometimes, never bells. There were church bells, too. Inside them? No, 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 in the bat black snow-white belfries tugged by bishops and stalks, and they rang their tidings over the bandaged town, over the frozen foam of the powder and ice cream hills, over the crackling sea. It seemed that all the churches boomed for joy under my window, and the weathercocks crew for Christmas on our fence. Get back to the postman. They were just ordinary postmen, fond of walking and dogs and Christmas and the snow. They knocked on the doors with blue knuckles. Ours has got a black knocker. And then they stood on the white welcome mat in the little drifted porches and huffed and puffed, making ghosts with their breath and jogged from foot to foot like small boys wanting to go out. And then the present and then the presents after the Christmas box. And the cold postman with a rose on his button nose tingled down the tea tray slithered run of the chilly glinting hill. He went in his ice-boned boots like a man on fishmonger's slabs. He wagged his bag like a frozen camel's hump, dizzily turned the corner on one foot, and by God he was gone. Get back to the present. There were the useful presents, engulfing mufflers of the old coach days and mittens made for giant sloths, zebra scarves of a substance like silky gum that could be tug-of-war down to the galoshes, blinding tam-o'-shanters like patchwork tea cozies and bunny-suited busbies and balaclavas for victims of head-shrinking tribes. From aunts who always wore wool next to the skin, there were moustached and rasping vests that made you wonder why the aunts had any skin left at all. And once I had a little crocheted nose bag from an aunt now, alas, no longer whinnying with us. And pictureless books in which small boys, though warned with quotations not to, would skate on Farmer Giles's pond and did and drowned, and books that told me everything about the wasp, except why. Go on to the useless presents. Bags of moist and many-colored jelly babies, and a folded flag and a false nose and a tram conductor's cap, and a machine that punched tickets and rang a bell, never a catapult. Once, by a mistake that no one could explain, a little hatchet. And a celluloid duck that made, when you pressed it, a most unduck-like sound. A mewing moo that an ambitious cat might make who wished to be a cow. And a painting book in which I could make the grass, the trees, the sea, and the animals any color I please. And still the dazzling sky-blue sheep are grazing in the red field under the rainbow billed and pea-green birds. Hard-boiled, toffee, fudge and all sorts, crunches, cracknel, humbugs, glaciers, marzipan, and butter Welsh for the Welsh. And troops of bright tin soldiers who, if they could not fight, could always run. And snakes and families and happy ladders and easy hobby games for little engineers, complete with instructions. Oh, easy for Leonardo. And a whistle to make the dogs bark, to wake up the old man next door, to make him beat on the wall with his stick, to shake our picture off the wall. And a packet of cigarettes, 
You put one in your mouth and you stood at the corner of the street and you waited for hours in vain for an old lady to scold you for smoking a cigarette and then with a smirk you ate it. And then it was breakfast under the balloons. Were there uncles like in our house? There are always uncles at Christmas, the same uncles. And on Christmas mornings, with dog-disturbing whistle and sugar fags, I would scour the swathed town for the news of the little world and find always a dead bird by the post office or the white, deserted swings. Perhaps a robin, all but one of his fires out. Men and women wading, scooping back from chapel with taproom noses and wind-busked cheeks, all albinos, huddled their stiff black jarring feathers against the irreligious snow. Mistletoe hung from the gas brackets in all the front parlors. There was sherry and walnuts and bottled beer and crackers by the dessert spoons. And cats in their furabouts watched the fires. And the high-heaped fires spat, all ready for the chestnuts and the mulling pokers. Some few large men sat in the front parlors without their collars, uncles almost certainly, trying their new cigars, holding them out judiciously at arm's length, returning them to their mouths, coughing, then holding them out again as though waiting for the explosion. And some few small aunts, not wanted in the kitchen, nor anywhere else for that matter, sat on the very edges of their chairs, Poised and brittle, afraid to break, like faded cups and saucers. Not many of those mornings trod the piling streets. An old man, always fawn-bowlered, yellow-gloved, and at this time of year with spats of snow, would take his constitutional to the white bowling green, and back as he would take it wet or fire on Christmas Day or Doomsday. Sometimes two hale young men with big pipes blazing, no overcoats and wind-blown scarves would trudge unspeaking down to the forlorn sea to work up an appetite to blow away the fumes, who knows, to walk into the waves until nothing of them was left but the two curling smoke clouds of their inextinguishable briars. Then I would be slap-dashing home, the gravy smell of the dinners of others, the bird smell, the brandy, the pudding and mince coiling up to my nostrils, when out of a snow-clogged side lane would come a boy, the spit of myself, with a pink-tipped cigarette and the violet past of a black eye, cocky as a bullfinch, leering all to himself. I hated him on sight and sound and would be about to put my dog whistle to my lips and blow him off the face of Christmas when suddenly he, with a violet wink, put his whistle to his lips and blew so stridently, so high, so exquisitely loud that gobbling faces their cheek bulged with goose would press against their tinseled windows the whole length of the white echoing street. For dinner, we had turkey and blazing pudding, and after dinner, the uncles sat in front of the fire, loosened all buttons, put their large, moist hands over their watch chains, groaned a little, and slept. Mothers, aunts, and sisters scuttled to and fro, bearing tureens. Aunt Bessie, who had already been frightened twice by a clockwork mouse, whimpered at the sideboard and had some elderberry wine. The dog was sick. 
Auntie Dursley had to have three aspirins, but Auntie Hannah, who liked pot, stood in the middle of the snowbound backyard, singing like a big-bosomed thrush. I would blow up balloons to see how big they would blow up to, and then when they burst, which they all did, the uncles jumped and rumbled. In the rich and heavy afternoon, the uncles breathing like dolphins and the snow descending, I would sit among festoons and Chinese lanterns and nibble dates and try to make a model man-o'-war following the instructions for little engineers and produce what might be mistaken for a seagoing tramcar. Or I would go out, my bright new boots squeaking into the white world, onto the seaward hill, to call on Jim and Dan and Jack, and to pad through the still streets, leaving huge, deep footprints on the hidden pavements. I bet people will think they've been hippos. What did you do if I saw a hippo coming down our street? I'd go like this, bang! I'd throw him over the railings and roll him down the hill, and then I'd tickle him under the ear and he'd wag his tail. What would you do if you saw two hippos? Iron-flanked and bellowing he-hippos clanked and battered through the scudding snow towards us as we passed Mr. Daniel's house. Let's post Mr. Daniel a snowball through his letterbox. Let's write things in the snow. Let's write Mr. Daniel looks like a spaniel all over his lawn. Or we walked on the white shore. Can the fishes see it snowing? The silent, one-clouded heavens drifted onto the sea. Now we were snow-blind travelers lost on the north hills, and vast dew-lapped dogs with flasks round their necks ambled and shambled up to us, baying excelsior. We returned home through the poor streets, where only a few children fumbled with bare red fingers in the wheel-rutted snow, and cat-called after us, their voices fading away as we trudged uphill into the cries of the dock birds and the hooting of ships out in the whirling bay. And then at tea, the recovered uncles would be jolly, and the ice cake loomed in the center of the table like a marble grave. Auntie Hannah laced her tea with rum, because it was only once a year. Bring out the tall tales now, that we told by the fire as the gaslight bubbled like a diver. Ghosts wooed like owls in the long nights, when I dared not look over my shoulder. Animals lurked in the cubbyhole under the stairs where the gas meter ticked. And I remember that we went singing carols once, when there wasn't the shaving of a moon to light the flying street. At the end of a long road was a drive that led to a large house, and we stumbled up the darkness of the drive that night, each one of us afraid, each one holding a stone in his hand, in case, and all of us too brave to say a word. The wind through the trees made noises as of old and unpleasant and maybe web-footed men wheezing in caves. We reached the black bulk of the house, what shall we give them? Hark the herald? No, Jack said. Good King Winslas. I'll count three. One, two, three. And we began to sing, our voices high and seemingly distant in the snow-felted darkness round the house that was occupied by nobody we knew. We stood close together near the dark door. Good King Winslas last looked out on the Feast of Stephen. And then a small, dry voice 
like the voice of someone who has not spoken for a long time, joined our singing. A small, dry, eggshell voice from the other side of the door. A small, dry voice through the keyhole. And when we stopped running, we were outside our house. The front room was lovely. Balloons floated under the hot water bottle gulping gas. Everything was good again and shone over the town. Perhaps it was a ghost, Jim said. Perhaps it was Trolls, Dan said, who was always reading. Let's go in and see if there's any jelly left, Jack said. And we did that. Always on Christmas night, there was music. An uncle played the fiddle, a cousin sang Cherry Ripe, and another uncle sang Drake's drum. It was very warm in the little house. Auntie Hannah, who had got onto the parsnip wine, sang a song about bleeding hearts and death, and then another in which she said her heart was like a bird's nest. And then everybody laughed again, and then I went to bed. Looking through my bedroom window, out into the moonlight and the unending smoke-colored snow, I could see the lights in the windows of all the other houses on our hill, and hear the music rising from them up the long, steadily falling night. I turned the gas down. I got into bed. I said some words to the close and holy darkness, and then I slept. And you just heard Dylan Thomas say, Welsh poet. You probably all know that already, but he, uh, he was born in 1914. Uh, I thought it was kind of unusual that I uh, actually picked two poets to play this hour that were born in the same year. He ever died in 1953. Uh, his uh, With his prose poem, A Child's Christmas in Wales, is what you heard. That was actually recorded in February of 1952, so there you go. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, I did say February of 1952, and just finding that out, it made me feel not as bad playing a Christmas-related uh, uh, piece of work this late in the season. Tell you what, let's do this, and I'll be right back. Friday evenings at 6 p.m. here on CFRC, listen to Saltwater Music, a show covering all musical genres from the East Coast of Canada. Celtic, of course, but also rock, jazz, blues, folk, and a lot more. I'm your host, Rob Carnell. Tune in to Saltwater Music Friday evening from 6 to 8 here on CFRC 101.9 FM. Or you can catch us on the web at www.cfrc.ca. And for our listeners out east, that's 7 p.m. Atlantic and 7.30 Newfoundland. I mean, if there's a listener-supported radio station... It means that people can get daily, every day, a different way of looking at the world, not just what the corporate media want you to see, but a different picture, different understanding, but a different picture, different understanding. Not only can you hear it, but you can participate in it. You can add your own thoughts, you know, and you can learn something and so on. Well, that's the way, uh, well, that's the way, uh, well, that's the way uh, people become uh, human. You know, that's the way you become human participants in a, in a social and political system. Folk Everything 
every Saturday morning from 10 till noon on CFRC. Traditional folk, modern folk, future folk, and strange deviations from the norm. Hear the legacy of folk music and discover new favorites and forgotten classics on Folk Everything. Join me every Saturday morning at 10 for a romp through folk culture here on CFRC. Says Red to James, that's a fine motorbike. I'm David Suzuki. Cut your heat and energy use by 10% and you'll be making a real difference combating global warming. The future is in your hands. Shrink your footprint, grow your wallet, cool the planet. Find out how at davidsuzuki.org. And again, you are listening to Finding a Voice here on CFRC 101.9 FM. We are located in Lower Carruthers Hall, Queen's University, Kingston, Ontario. My name is Bruce, uh, here every Friday afternoon from 4 to 6 o'clock. We do stream live online as well at www.cfrc.ca. And uh, coming up next, we're going to kind of switch gears from definitely some more uh, traditional uh, poetry or even prose it's depending on how you want to define uh, what uh, you just heard uh, from uh, Dylan Thomas but uh, uh, very poetic as far as I'm concerned but now you're going to hear something different you're going to hear a bit of dub poetry Uh, you'll hear Ontario dub poet Chet Singh Uh, he has performed uh, that kind of work since the 1980s. He is a founding member of the Dub Poets Collective. He's also an educator and is a person wanting justice in the world, he describes himself, and he says he finds his true voice in activist poetry and music. And you're going to hear four cuts off of Darkness of Daylight. This was... uh, an album uh, CD that he cut back in 2007. Here is Chet Singh. I'll go ahead and give you the first one, and then I will announce them after uh, I've played the four back-to-back. Uh, first, you're going to hear Transcending Dub. Let's make sure I've got the right recorder here. Here we go. the streets looking for familiar beats you know the universal heartbeat that transcends my identity my social security number my race class and gender information carefully compiled by the government corporate pirates of cyberspace and sociologists hiding in intertextual metaphysical landscapes with molecular devices ready to pound on the meaning of the sublime Naked to the bone and all alone, trying to find my way home. I shout across the great divide so loud, all I hear is silence. And like a wolf that's lost its pack, I retrace my footsteps through concrete electric jungles dressed up like the Garden of Eden. I pause to smell years of ancestral fog that reside inside my brain, which I occasionally drain with a meditative weed, hoping to plant the seeds of rapture. Rapture. 
Naked to the bone and all alone Been trying to find my way home I fight hipsters and tripsters with Nintendo imaginations Men in suits selling me generic drugs like the truth With brand names like Oprah They even come with instructions embedded in sitcoms like France And presidential State of the Union infomercials for fear They beckon me to step right in Keep to the right, see it's a perfect fit And the best part is it has no side effects That's right, take a deep breath and let yourself fall Keep falling deeper and deeper Sink into that hole like paralysis And like a mad cow before the slaughter I ask no questions about human nature Instead, I wear fear like a wet blanket in a nuclear disaster Where my heart feels the warmth of its blue fluorescent glow You know, the universal logo that dims the eternal light So that hope can escape in the middle of the night So that hope can escape in the middle of the night Naked to the bone, all alone, trying to find my way home. I read about freaks, reptilian abductions, aliens in the mirror and the globe, searching for symmetry in the geometry of space. The place where fantasy and reality dulls the imagination, so there's no need for questions like, who am I? And why am I? I wander the planet like a freak in a B-movie, looking for an antidote, soaking up toxic rays, drinking mercury laced with lead. You know, like I'm in a permanent state of purgatory. And like all good sacraments, I perfected the art of emotional slaughter. I practice freedom in the body of the unknown soldier. And still, no one can give me the dirt on my condition. And still, no one can give me the dirt on my condition. employer, says the advertisement. Sorry, ma'am, but that position is no longer vacant. Polite excrement. Don't call us. We'll call you. Thank you for your resume and have a nice day. Insect repellent. Pound in the pavement, can't pay the rent. Human rights complaints sent. No discrimination ever. It wasn't your accent. We hired a legal replacement. And we've been certified culturally competent. Down to my last cent. Walk past Honest Ed. Pass a white youth in dread. Change my name to Fred. Work on my accent. Savor a can of salt fish and ackee. Throw some flavor in a package of macaroni. 
I board a cross up, I hop over fences, refuse to be defenseless, I'm relentless, I'm feeling restless, land the opportunity, freedom and equality, can't use my degree, might as well drive a taxi, work under the table at some chemical factory. Get monetary subsidies, foreign investment wrecks southern countries, monocrop economies, neo-colonial treaties. In lands of plenty, many bellies go empty, and when hungry bellies rumble, fight the modern-day slavery. They send in the army, state-sponsored brutality, backed by the corporate security. People forced to flee their own country. And now you look at me like I'm your enemy. And now you look at me like I'm your enemy. You put sugar in your tea and coffee. You look at me with scorn and envy. And now I look at you like you my enemy. And now I look at you like you my enemy. I put sugar in my tea and coffee. I look at you with scorn and envy. Might as well we break bread and drink blood money. Foreign investment, colonial displacement, reservation talent. Immigrant adjustment, pounding the pavement, still can't pay the rent. Temporary placement, down to my last cent. Foreign investment, colonial displacement, reservation tenement, immigrant adjustment.
Looking for clarity. Racial profiling them put pound with back. Enron, welcome. How are that? Fantina in Jamaica. See how I'm a put on a show. When I'm a go to America, that is what me want me know. The system intact. Black and black. But a whole event. I'm back in the dance. Back in the dance. DJ Chalice have everyone in a trance. 500 years in this day and age. Lord, what a outrage. Underclass, working class, always last. Equal opportunity, hypocrisy. I'm back against the wall. Another black youth about to fall. Delroy step in the dance to sell some weed. Misguided path to succeed. Delroy's head pounding, blues them resounding, bittersweet black like night exploding. A cold breeze passed through the door. It's the police, everyone freeze. Delroy brethren flee for them life. Steel flash thunder, red rush river, bad blood bubbling, black lava simmering. Lord, Del Ryan and dreams dash down upon the ground. And the madness and the badness running wild. And the madness and the badness running wild in the party. And some of them say, I'm just a gunman and play plenty woman. And some say, I'm just a youth man. Walking down the wrong road, carrying a heavy, heavy load. And outside of the night, just a rustle in the breeze, telling morning. Come shed some light. Won't you please come shed some light? Open my eyes to the darkness of daylight. Alarm clock shock, another gunshot. Morning sun slapped me in the face. She telling me, 
Time to get ready for the 21st century race. Pump gasoline into my brain. Choke on smoke, traffic jam, planet Earth. Supersize, downsize, corporate scam. My every move recorded by the digital cam. Part time, overtime, take another shot. Emotional intelligences prescribed by the Department of Human Resources. Get ready for the grind of the spiritually blind. I'm the rhythm of precision, greed and ambition. I'm a barbed wire fence, a strategic missile of self-defense. Supersize, downsize, corporate scam. My every move recorded by a digital cam. I'm a rat on a treadmill, plastic flower on your windowsill. My calls monitored for quality control. A paycheck for a piece of my soul. late to demonstrate I support the governing order and in moments of weakness I slip I falter misty morning pine trees earth chip of chickadees moss on bare feet river rock trickling calling me it feels so right but I'm lost in this darkness of daylight Surrounded by the buzz of electricity. Computers watch over the electric city. Punch the time clock, electric shock. Step out into the unnatural light, uranium night. of another impending terrorist attack catch the gaze of the camera sitting on my back i'm under surveillance i'm under surveillance and i can't turn back i'm going under i'm going undercover i will not surrender till i'm free from this darkness of daylight just heard uh, Ontario dub poet uh, Chet Singh off his 2007 recorded album called Darkness of Daylight. And the cuts you heard again were Transcending Dub. Uh, second one was Enemy, and it's, it's, it's a play on words. It's spelled A-N-Y-M-E, so Enemy. And uh, then Jane and Finch, and finally Electric Man, which also mentioned the title. So it's sort of a title track, I guess. 
I'll be sharing uh, some upcoming events and calls in this for a good portion of the second hour today, or a fair portion. So I'm going to close this one up and let you know you are listening to Finding a Voice here on CFRC 101.9 FM. My name is Bruce, here every Friday afternoon from 4 to 6 o'clock. And I'd like to say thanks for tuning into the first hour. Hope you enjoyed it and can stay tuned for the second. We're going to do something similar with uh, three more, uh, three variations of uh, poetry and storytelling, I guess. Uh, it'll be an eclectic set with Canadian poet Norman Cristofoli, uh, U.S. storyteller Utah Phillips in collaboration with Annie DeFranco, and also from Austria, a group uh, called Sofa Surfers, sort of a trip-hop spoken word uh, set, kind of rap cross or something. A uh, quick mention as well that each hour of this show each week is uploaded to my blog space for it and will say, be saved there shortly. Well, probably be a little bit later tonight uh, have an appointment after the show, but it will certainly be up there by 8 o'clock this evening here at Eastern Time. We'll remain there for four years. And I'd like to, looks like we've crossed over, in fact, already a minute into the uh, second hour of the show today. So it is now 5.01, and you are listening to Finding a Voice here on CFRC 101.9 FM. Again, located in Lower Carruthers Hall, Queen's University, Kingston, Ontario. And in case you just tuned in, my name is Bruce here every Friday afternoon. We do stream here live online at www.cfrc.ca and I should have said Friday afternoon from 4 to 6 o'clock or maybe I said that I don't know but now I have in this second hour you'll hear poetry by Canadian poet Norman Cristofoli uh, spoken word trip hop poetry by uh, an Australian based group called Sofa Surfers and a collaborative performance with U.S. storyteller Utah Phillips and musician Ani DeFranco this first, though, uh, the usual hourly announcement, and it is that occasionally some poetry spoken word or music played on this show may contain strong language, but it's all played in its entirety with content unedited to honor the creative integrity of both the author and the piece. So up first, with both the poem he created for his daughter's wedding, uh, followed by several poems uh, that he published online in The Brickyard. Uh, the Brickyard is an audio-visual online hub of brick books. So here is Canadian poet Norman Cristofoli. Wedding poem. We are one. I am your soul. You are my heart. We reach out only to find the other reaching in, and we journey deep into each other's soul because we are each other's soul. One soul that lives and breathes in two separate bodies. One soul that hungers for the answers to two separate questions. One soul that beholds the world through different eyes. One soul that is only separated by a heartbeat. And yet, still remains one soul. Listen to my voice and hear your own words. 
Watch the world through my eyes and see your thoughts. Live my life and be you. We are one. I am your heart. You are my soul. One. Unused. Unused. What I don't want to be. Like the pure white snow in a deep forest. I want to be the dirty slush of the city streets. I want to be tread upon and shoveled, melted and splattered with the muck of civilization. I want to be piled in heaps, patted down and slid upon. I want to be rolled and thrown with laughter and joy. I want people to lie upon me and flap their arms and legs and turn me into an angel. Unused, what I don't want to be, like a new car off the assembly line. I want to be dented and scratched with rust on my underside from too many miles during inclement weather. I want my tires to be bald from long journeys on bumpy roads, punctured, repaired, and refilled. I want to hit all the potholes, and I want fender benders with interesting people. I want tickets on my windshield for parking in illegal spots, and I want to be pulled over for speeding along life's highway. I want to run out of gas in the middle of the desert. Unused, what I don't want to be, like a fresh white shirt out of its plastic wrapping. I want the sweat stains of a long, hot summer's day, a splash of mustard from that hot dog we devoured on a faraway beach. I want splatters of grease from the grilled feast we prepared from our lives. I want patches at the elbows, ink stains on my sleeves, and a collar that's worn down from too many washings. And in the end, I want to be ripped and torn and so worn out that even goodwill wouldn't accept me. I don't want to be unused. I no longer want purity. I want to be found in a junkyard. I want to be discarded by the side of the road like an old tin can that's been opened and emptied. I want to be recycled and restored, patched and mended, repaved and resurrected, worn down, spent and eroded. Unused is a soul that's never been opened. Unused is a life unexplored. Unused is the unwritten poem. Unused is incomplete. Unused is a virgin. Unused is unloved. Unused is unlived. I don't want to be unused. Thoughts at 20,000 feet. Pythagoras, my friend, hear me. Oh, that you would raise your calculations above the clouds. Look down upon our world like the gods of Olympus, casting long shadows of our ingenuity. A miracle, you say? Yes, one that started with your thoughts and grew upon other thoughts until we captured the lightning of Zeus and the chariot of Helios. Pythagoras, my friend, oh, that you could see the multitudes below the transformation of the earth into geometric shapes of farm and field, into spider webs of passage and mountains of habitation. Would you marvel at our accomplishments? Would you look upon us as gods? 
or would you fear us? For we have conquered your gods. Be the reality. I don't know Buddhism, but I know Buddha. I don't know Christianity, but I know Jesus. I don't know Islam, but I know Mohammed. The greatest mistake that mankind ever perpetrated was to turn the messengers into the message. We bow before their statues. We should be standing before God. We beg for the forgiveness of our sins and we forget to forgive ourselves and to forgive others. We wait for God's words to be brought to us through the prophets, but we don't allow God to speak through us. If God is within you, then you are God. Do not sit in humble seclusion and meditate, meditate on the teachings of the Master and the path to enlightenment. Be Buddha. Do not light a candle in reverence to the Savior. Be the flame. Be Jesus. Do not fall onto your knees facing Mecca praying to Allah. Create a new Mecca. Right here. Right now. Buddha, Jesus, Muhammad. Search for the passion within and do what they did. Find the answer and then live it. Take me. Take me like a poet. Speak me with your rhyme. Play me like the music, a symphony sublime. Take me like a dancer. Throw me to the floor. Tap across my body. Treat me like your whore. Take me like a spotlight to the center of the stage. Write me like a novel, then rip out every page. Take me to the Congo and bang me like a drum. Stomp across my sorrow and tell me I'm the one. Take me full of laughter. Alleviate this pain. Take me like a downpour of the sweet torrential rain. Take me like a comet splashing through the sky. Take me without reason and no explanation why. Take me long past midnight and well beyond the dawn. Take me soft and gentle, then explode me like a bomb. Take me like a sadist with a love that's mean and cruel. Take me like a sinner and abandon every rule. Take me to your heaven. Make me feel like Zen. Take me like a lioness and drag me to your den. Take me like a standing ovation. Treat me like a conquered nation. Take me deep into your soul. Take my parts and make me whole. Take me like the morning breeze. Make me drop into my knees. Take my mind until it's clear. Take me far away from here. Take my anger. Take my pride. Take whatever I got inside. Wash me with the morning tide. Bring me back from suicide. Take my virtue and die for me. Open the heavens and cry for me. Take me with insanity, then steal my breath away from me. 
Open your arms to embrace me. Close your fists and break me. And then remake me. Reawake me. Regenerate me. Inuendate me. Confiscate me. Saturate me. Navigate me. Levitate me. Escalate me. Radiate me. Or simply just take me. And take me. And take me. And take me. And take me. the sea of euphoria, her body drifting onto the shores of passion. My fingers were drawn like a magnet to the heart of her psyche, and they lingered in the ecstasy of her skin. I drank from a cup that never empties. The sweet juices of her pleasure poured like a torrent of words and rhyme, writing immaculate poems in the worlds between our lives achieving a greatness beyond the mundane continuance of what we once were. Her eyes closed, and the faintness of her sigh escaped through the silence of the room, an infinite moment before the deluge. And then everything inside of her breaks, like the shattering of a glass figurine, and her whole, whole essence quivers, like tremors in the Garden of Eden. I pull her close and felt her tremble, vibrations that quaked the length of her spine. She sighed deep and then again, each sigh dipping into me like a magical incantation, extracting the infinite energy of my being like a sorceress. She is the siren, the enchantress, the ethereal dream. She is the wind. She fell into the sun. She fell into the sun. She left her body and sword, transcending the boundaries of space and time, of reality and existence, of everything and nothingness. Solar flares covered her with surrealistic rainbows, and the heat burned away her inhibitions and fears. She fell into the sun and a black spot reached up for her and wrapped her in its darkness and breathed her like the aroma of a conscious death. Wrapped in her darkness and surrounded by light, she became a spectrum of improbable possibilities in a focused universe of blind definitions. She fell into the sun. Her emotions crumbled like a pillar of sawdust. Visions of the other world became flesh and blood, her dreams crystallized into amethyst pearls of divine truth, and her love poured in amber teardrops. The darkness pulled her down into an ocean of molten gold, and her existence became a singular moment. She became the music, and she became a poem. She became a photograph of shadows and icicles. She became a sculpture and a dance and a painting of brilliant colors. She fell into the sun, and she fell into the infinite distance between one heartbeat and another, and she fell into the third eye of her mind, and she fell into the illusion of metaphysical thought, and she fell into the ritual of pain and pleasure, and she fell into a circle cast by the truth, and she fell into a premonition of a distant universe, 
and she fell into the seventy-two names of God, and she fell into a pile of leaves that had fallen from the tree of life, and she fell into my arms, like falling into forever. Brain Surgery The pain in my head was like a hammered nail, a bent one, driven in with a railroad tie. The pain was slightly less than what you did to my heart. The physician said he could fix one but not the other. Listen, Doc, I said, I don't want to impose any miracles on you, but I can live with the nail. Sorry, he said, I'm a brain surgeon. You need a Parthenon of gods to fix that heart. Actually, Doc, I think I'll leave the nail in there. The brain pain is a pleasant distraction from the other. The Doc looked once more, grimaced and sighed, and then said, I could probably develop a mathematical equation that would prove the grand unified theory of relativity before I could find a cure for that heart. I gave the nail a slight tug. When I regained consciousness, I realized that my subconscious was still thinking of you. I guess escape isn't an option. The reincarnation of karma will leave a residual memory, one that will linger in all my future lives. I awoke early this morning, walked down to the beach, and started, stared at the dark waters. I prayed for an existential existence, one that will end with the black emptiness of death, one in which the whole universe dies with me. Maybe, just maybe then, the pain will end. And you just heard uh, Norman Cristofoli uh, reading both uh, the wedding poem that he had written for his daughter's wedding and his work off uh, that was recorded through Brickyard, uh, which again is an audio-visual hub of Brick Books. Uh, if you're interested in more of Christofoli's work, visit his blog space page at uh, Norman Christofoli. That's C-R-I-S-T-O-F-O-L-I dot com. So. N-O-R-M-A-N-C-R-I-S-T-O-F-O-L-I dot com. And you can get everything. You'll get more information about other work of his there. And uh, also, uh, I think, uh, possibly mention a Brickyard as well. But uh, Brickyard, you can just pull up. I believe it's triple W. You can find it through BrickBooks as well. Okay, up next, uh, let's pull up an Austrian trip-hop band. Uh, uh, some of their work is solely instrumental, but some has spoken word performances over a trip-hop rhythm-based score. And uh, these tracks uh, pulled from their... that I'm airing today were pulled from... I'm just getting, making sure I've got the date right here. Yeah, their 2004 album uh, that was called... Uh, you see here, lost my place. See the light, and uh, if you read uh, the liner notes, it also says that that itself was a compilation of selected works pulled off their previous three albums. 
I'm going to, should have done this with Chet Singh too, has announced what you're going to hear before you heard it. Uh, but I will do that here this time. So you're going to hear three cuts uh, from uh, Sofa Surfers. And uh, the cuts you will hear are called uh, Formula, River Blues, and then also the title track called See the Light. So here again are Sofa Surfers. Sensational up in here, Chunk of Bliss. Uh, profitable organization. Real deal, hip hopper.
every learning there's a lesson we both sit and feast with our enemies never gonna let you take a blessing Situation. Bad situation. We gonna find solution. Find solution. Too much oppression. Too much oppression. Black and white. just heard uh, the Austrian-based trip-hop spoken word group called Sofa Surfers. Looks like on the album they're also referred to as electro-rock and acid jazz in addition to the trip-hop term uh, they've been giving. So that's from, again, their album uh, called uh, See the Light, and you heard from it uh, the tracks Formula, River Blues, and again the title track See the Light. Up next uh, in this hour, a uh, couple of tracks. I do play this off this uh, work here occasionally, but I try to keep it down so I'm only airing it every. I'm waiting at least a few months or longer, I hope, <laughs> I think. Uh, and occasionally I might play one track off it, and that's it. I will be playing probably just two today. Uh, these are longer uh, tracks than what I've been playing uh, the rest of the afternoon. So we'll see how much time I have, if I can do another one. If not, uh, I won't play uh, two of my favorite tracks. I um, actually shouldn't just beat around the bush. should tell you I'm going to play... Uh, 
social activist, storyteller, and songwriter, uh, Utah Phillips, the late Utah Phillips now, uh, or has been for a number of years, I believe. Uh, this was a work that he did in collaboration with Ani DeFranco uh, back in 1996, and it's called The Past Didn't Go Anywhere. And uh, from it, uh, I may... I'll see how we're doing for time, but uh, let me just introduce these again, longer tracks. So here's the first one. It's called Bridges, and uh, I may just go straight to holding on after that, or I may break in to introduce it as well. Anyway, here are Utah Phillips and uh, Ani DeFranco uh, in a collaboration off of The Past Didn't Go Anywhere, and again, the track is called Bridges. That, that packaging of time 
is a journalistic convenience that they use to trivialize and to dismiss important events and important ideas. I defy that. I defy that. I, I, I defy that. Time is an enormous long river. Important events and important ideas. Time is an enormous long river. Time is time is an enormous long river. Important events and important ideas. Time is an enormous long river. And I'm standing in it, just as you're standing in it. My elders were the tributaries, and everything they thought, and every struggle they went through, and everything they gave their lives to, and every song they created, and every poem that they laid down flows down to me. And if I take the time to ask, and if I take the time to seek, if I take the time to reach out, I can build that bridge between my world and theirs. I can reach down into that river and take out what I need to get through this world. Bridges from my time to your time, as my elders from their time to my time. And we all put into the river and we let it go and it flows away from us and away from us until it no longer has our name, our identity. It has its own utility, its own use. And people will take what they need and make it part of their lives.
Well, let me tell you a story. Generales, the Harama Valley, White Cliffs of Gandesa, powerful music of the Spanish Civil War. Well, that was Eddie Belchowski. Eddie Belchowski had been a concert pianist, a brilliant pianist as a young man. But he went joined the Abraham Lincoln Brigade and went to Spain to fight against Franco and the fascists. Crossing the Abro River, he got his arm blown off. Well, they put him in the field hospital on morphine turned him into a junkie for the next 30 years of his life. He haunted the alleys of Chicago, a mad poet, derelict, uh, drug addict, alcoholic. He began to put himself back together, got the job at the quiet night, so he could practice the piano. Richard Harding was good about that. And not just to learn the songs of the Civil War, but he learned the Haydn's and Liszt's left-hand variations. He could play the Bach Chacon with one hand. 
His daughter, Raina, just sent me recordings, tapes that he made for her I've never heard of him playing the whole, whole classical repertoire on the piano with one hand, Chopin. That was his favorite. Well, he taught me powerful things about endurance, about holding on, about holding on. I left Chicago. A week later, I got a call that said Eddie Belchowski had died. So I sat down and I made him up a death song. A week later, I got a call from Eddie. First thing I asked him was, hey, Ed, where are you calling from? Well, he said he was calling from Chicago. I said, hell, dead or in Chicago, it's all the same to me, fella. And a week after that, I was back at the quiet night, sitting on a bar stool with Eddie Belchowski himself, sitting across from me. I had a chance to sing him his death song. He was abused. But it was just a while ago that Ed Belchowski, at the age of 74, was found on the subway tracks in Chicago. They just had a, a museum show of his art and poetry and music and recollections from old comrades all over the country. And, uh, and then they sang his death song. just heard uh, a collaboration, uh, the late Utah Phillips with Ani DeFranco, and off of their album, The Past Didn't Go Anywhere Again, that was recorded, uh, released at least in 1996. You heard uh, actually the first and last cut off of that, uh, first called Bridges, and the last one called Holding On, and I'm sorry I don't have time to, to play another track off there, but from time to time I do, again, play them. So I'm uh, going to save uh, some recorded uh, things for the very end of the show. I will just let you know uh, uh, now. In fact, I'll probably do the close now, and then I'm going to share at least a couple of calls or events coming up uh, very quickly. So I do want to thank you for tuning in today. Uh, uh, just to let you know you have been listening to Finding a Voice here on CFRC 101.9 FM. We are located in Lower Carruthers Hall, Queen's University, Kingston, Ontario. My name is Bruce. I'm here every Friday afternoon from 4 to 6 o'clock. We do stream live online as well, www.cfrc.ca. 
I just want to remind you that each hour of this show each week will be uploaded to my blog space for it shortly after the show ends at finding a voice on cfrcfm.wordpress.com. will remain there for four years. Uh, it will be a little bit later this evening. I have something else to attend to first, so probably closer to 8 o'clock Eastern time. So if you're waiting to hear the rest or if you missed part of it, want to hear it all uh, or want to hear something again, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. It's just going to be, it's usually right after I get home. This is going to be a little bit longer. Uh, and I just want to, again, thank you for tuning in and hope you have a great week. Uh, and I want to point out to the coming right up at the top of the hour, do please stay tuned for two hours of East Coast music in a show called Saltwater Music and it's hosted by Rob Carnell. And again, at the top of the hour, and again as well, thanks for tuning in today. And let's get to these. There's actually, there's Juvenus, and I believe it's one of only two groups or one of two organizations in Canada uh, that uh, does, uh, that puts on event. And these are for uh, youth, uh, in other words, those 30 years old or younger. And uh, they have different divisions there. But I just want to point out, because these uh, this call expires this weekend, uh, they're looking for production team applications for two shows that are going to be coming up in May. Uh, the first is their teen show, which will be High School Musical. And the second is their adult show. So they're going to be putting on a show for adults. Uh, youth are called The Last Five Years. They're look looking for a number of uh, positions to fill. The, the deadline for the... Teen show is coming up Sunday at midnight. The one for the adult show is coming up Monday at midnight. So both of them coming up very quickly. I would su just suggest you, if you have access to Facebook, uh, they have a page there that has both of the events listed. There are also event listings uh, for them, but uh, you can access them, I believe, through their group page. So just uh, go to uh, Juvenus, uh, Juvenus Fest. So J-U-V-E-N-I-S-T, or I-S, no T, I'm sorry, F-E-S-T. And uh, again, uh, those are going... Also, the Union Gallery, Cezanne's Closet uh, for 2020, they're still looking for donations. Uh, these are pieces of artwork uh, that uh, uh, can be dropped off at the gallery uh, for their, the event itself will be coming up on February 8th. Uh, but uh, check Union Gallery, uh, the, either their website or their Facebook page, uniongallery.queensu.ca is their website. They do have a Facebook page as well pretty simple to get to and uh think i'm uh, i think i unfortunately need to kind of let it go at that before i can really get into anything else but i did want to get those three out because again very time sensitive and uh one again uh, since i just have a few seconds here i want to thank you uh for tuning in uh, it's a cold night out there dress warmly and i believe we're supposed to get some snow tomorrow uh i don't think i don't know i haven't seen a forecast for 12 hours but the last i heard yeah it might just be snow for a number of hours rather than a big blizzard or something so we'll go for that anyway thanks again uh 
Have a great weekend wherever you are. The Kingston Community House for Self-Reliance, widely known as 99 York, has for 30 years been providing a central, low-cost meeting space for groups that allow like-minded people to come together to learn from one another, to share resources and trade skills. The goal of this house is to act as an integral part of the neighborhood in which it is located. On a typical evening, an autism caregiver relief group will be at 99 York, together with a 12-step organization and a transgendered support group while a social justice and homeschooling group may be booked in the following day. The community house is also available for less official functions, such as barbecues, birthday and office parties, and other social gatherings. We are proud to also serve the Queen's community. For more information, visit 99 York Street in Kingston. Go to www.99york.org, email info at 99york.org, or call 613-542-1136. Do you like to dance? Tune into The Hustle with DJ Bolt every Friday night between 11 p.m. and midnight. Where you'll hear all the newest dance, electronic, French touch, booty bass, ghetto, deep, and tech house remixes and more. Let The Hustle take you to midnight and beyond at 11 p.m. on 4 to the Floor Fridays. Only on CFRC 101.9 FM. Four Directions Aboriginal Student Center, located at 146 Berry Street, offers resources and services for Aboriginal students at Queen's University. Among its many services, the center offers a Three Sisters Feast Weekly on Wednesdays from 5 to 7 p.m. at the center, prepared by staff or a guest chef. The center is open daily, Monday to Friday, and hosts events throughout the year. For more information, visit queensu.ca slash fdasc. Shirelli, here on CFRC 101.9, Monday nights at 7. Electronics Kingston, your source for DJ gear and live band gear rentals for Kingston and the surrounding area. Brands such as Pioneer, Techniques, Rain, and so much more. New digital and vintage analog in stock for rental. 
Full white glove delivery, setup, operate, and loadout services for theater, dance floors, and live music festivals. Q Electronics, lighting, sound, and video. Look us up on Facebook for more. The staff at Martha's Table provides a caring place where people in need can have a nutritious meal for only $1. Now you can get involved in this great cause. Martha's Table is looking for volunteers to help in the kitchen, at the drop-in center, picking up food, or even being a friendly face at fundraising events. Volunteer orientation is every Thursday at 4.30 in the drop-in center, and volunteers must be 14 years of age or older. You can donate using a credit card through marthastable.ca. Thank you for listening to this podcast produced at CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario at Queen's University, situated on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples. The CFRC Podcast Network at podcast.cfrc.ca is brought to you by the generous support of the Queen's University Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences.